So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. So here's a list of graduates uh, this past week from Rebus University. For the Facebook ad course, I got Jason Gooden at Long and Foster. 101 free leads, I got uh, Jackie Melenkoff from Keller Williams, the Billingham team. We got uh, the outbound lead specialist, outbound lead specialist, Jackie Minikoff from KW Billingham team. The certified listing agent, Ryan Baca with KW Billingham team. Man, the KW Billingham team is really training their team this week on uh, Rebus University. Man, they are digging deep into all kinds of stuff. Aaron Bauman uh, from Maz Real Estate graduated this week from the certified listing agent course. And by the way, guys, this is a, this is a hardcore course. This is 12 hours of video content. You don't get your certificate unless you finish it all. So uh, this this is big kudos to Aaron and to Ryan Backup. And then we got the online review certification course. Mr. Jason Gooden from Long and Foster Real Estate graduated. Congratulations, Jason. Congrats to all our Rebus University graduates this week. All right, Rockstar Nation, I have a great returning guest. Actually, it's been a few hundred episodes, I think. Uh, Mr. Dale Archdeacon is back from Smart Inside Sales. He was on, last time I was on episode number 500, did a course wow. with me and Sam Monreal, the C-O-L-S, C-I-L-S, and Certified Inside Sales Manager course at Rebus University. Uh, we did that down in Austin, Texas a little while back, and um, he is out on his own. He, uh, he, for years, was a basically a driver of top teams, and he's going to talk a little bit about that, and, and uh, now he's doing personal coaching, and he's created an incredible new product that we're going to talk about at the very end here for anybody that's handling leads, real estate leads specifically. But, but before we get into all that, let me let Adele tell his little life story here and get into that. And let's get into some nitty gritty to make you guys a lot more money. So uh, Dale, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. I should say welcome back to Real Estate Rockstars. Thanks, Pat. It's been a while. I really appreciate you having me on. I always love chatting with you. Hey, what else can you tell everybody about yourself, Dale, uh, so they get to know you a little better? Well, you know, people seem to love to hear how I got started originally in the business. And the funny thing is I actually started calling, doing cold calling in a call center part-time in high school, selling credit card insurance and Time Magazine renewals. So way back then, I was just calling strangers, working from one of those crappy flip books with the pre-written script out and the pre-written objection handlers. So it started back then when I was like 17 years old. And... Fast forward, I went to school. I went to school for sculpture. I love glass and art and, and metal, welding, all that kind of stuff. So I actually got out of college, worked as a designer for four or five years. And all of a sudden, I started to discover that in, when I, as I was working in design, the only reward for hard work seemed to me more hard work. And it didn't seem to have any more dollar bills attached to it. And at the time, the real estate market was going bananas. And I love real estate. I invest in real estate. So I was like, you know what? I can sell real estate. Anybody can sell real estate, right? So I decided to jump into that. The market tanked and I had to scramble. I had to, I hustled. I was just grinding it out on the phones, man, calling people, setting appointments, getting business and, you know, did really well. Joined my small team into a slightly larger team. We grew that to the number two team in Philadelphia and then went out on my own and took all the knowledge and skills and everything that we've accumulated over the years and brought that to the world so we can help them build bigger, stronger, better businesses and teams. 
Wow, that's awesome. I love that. I love that. Okay, cool. So, um, Dale, what we're going to talk today about is uh, objection handling mainly, right? Because the objections have changed. You know, a lot of times, uh, you know, agents think uh, some of these objection handling te uh, techniques are cliches. They've heard them all before. Thing, the, the scripts have not changed, but unfortunately, they have changed and you need to be up to date. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is you know, as the quality of the leads in real estate dissipates, and what I mean by it dissipates is, you know, with more and more and more every day buyers coming on the internet to shop, you get more and more and more looky-loos, right? They're not, the quality of the lead is just not the same quality of the lead there was even a year ago, even definitely five years ago, unequivocally 10, 20 years ago. You know, uh, there was a time when a, you got a lead or someone had called in on a house and there was probably a 50-50 chance that they were going to either buy that house and if not, buy another house from you that's in the MLS. It was so easy. Now now you have to comb through so many leads. Absolutely. And, and, and what I want to ask you is, what are you training your coaching students? Um, what is the newest and best method to decide – when the fish start biting on the worm, i.e. your ads online, how do you determine if it's a shoe? How do you determine if it's a stick? And how do you determine if it's a large mouth, large mouth bass, uh, you know, before you, before you pull it out of the water, right? Before you waste too much time on it is what I'm You're, trying to get at. Yeah. No, I got it, Pat. First of all, the, the first thing I want everybody to understand who's working any sort of lead they have to consider every single person that they come into contact with is a potential piece of business at some point. Maybe not today, right? So here's the thing. It might be a twig today, and a couple months from now, it'll turn into a shoe, and then at some point, it will turn into the big mouth bass that you're looking for at some point, right? So you have to understand that everybody you talk to is on some kind of continuum. It's almost like working your sphere and past client, right? So every person that you come into contact with that you create a relationship with, they may not do business with you right now, but they will at some point, okay? So there's no such thing as bad leads. The only bad lead is somebody who can never or will never buy or sell anything with you and won't send other business your way. That is the only definition of a potentially bad lead, first of all. Okay. So, all right, so there's no such thing as a bad lead. But certainly, you can't treat all leads the same. Here's what you can do. If you use our methodology for creating rapport with people and really understanding who they are and what's driving them and what they're trying to get at and when and why, that helps you classify when will this person be likely to do something? Where are they at in the continuum? And do I need to push them for an appointment now? Or is it obvious that it won't happen now and it doesn't make sense for it to happen now, but it can happen soon, right? Or if they're even so far out that it, you can't make sense for soon, then you can at least make a logical next step by helping them talk through the process of what they think they're going to do. Okay. All right. So you talk about now, soon, next step, right? Can you, can you elaborate more on that? Yeah, so one of the core things that we teach in our trainings for agents and ISAs is that the very first thing that you have to have, the first tenant, right, in your head, one of the 10 commandments of speaking to consumers is you're always looking to do either something now, can we get them to do it now, or can we get them to do it sooner, or can we at least get them to, for us to talk about a logical next step with this person. That should always be going on in your head. And if can, you can we that, get them to do it now? Can we get them to do it sooner? And what's the logical next step? Okay, so so let's walk through this slowly. Okay, so I'm a real estate. Uh, you're a real estate agent. I'm a person, right? That has called in, or or just emailed, right? Or filled out a form online. Let's be realistic. Uh, and then you're an ISA. What do you, what do you or or a new agent or just an agent? What how do you take it through the now, soon, next step process in your mind? When you and I first start talking, all the questions that I'm going to ask you, if you're not volunteering information, the questions that I'm going to ask you are going to be designed in a way 
that I'm going to determine whether or not you can do something now. That's basically all it is. And if you say that you can't do it now, or you tell me that you're going to do it at some other time, my questions are going to center around why does it need to be done then? And can I find a better solution, which ideally would be now, right? And if we cannot find a better solution that would ideally be now for some very clear reason, then I'm going to ask questions to determine whether we can do it sooner than what you think you're going to do. So for instance, if somebody says, yeah, you know, we want to buy a house, uh, but we're going to wait for our lease to end. I'm going to ask you all sorts of questions around why it makes the most sense in this universe that you would need to wait until that lease ends in order to do something. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So if I ask you enough questions to where, let's say that you're going to have a big penalty that you have to pay if you end your lease early and you have these other things going on that cause you not to be able to move right now, then at some point we're going to accept that as the best solution, right? We just, you figured it out, consumer, you figured out that that is the best solution. Okay. Then well, let's talk about process. When can we actually start this? And you'll have a conversation to break down the process of going through, right? Got it. Okay. So when do you think that you'll go out and start looking at homes? And when do you think that you'll get some of these questions answered about your finances and figure out how much you can spend. And when do you think you'll do X, right? Yeah, I like it. When do you think questions? When do you think? When you, I mean, so the agents should write that down and, and stick it up on a little sticky note right in front of their desk, right? When do you think? That's it. Dot, 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 dot. And just ask when do you think questions. Absolutely. You know, we've created an entire – so our script book looks a little bit different from other people's script book. And it's got a ton of questions in it, really powerful questions, because I'm going to tell you this. You can almost not tell anybody something if you ask good enough questions and still lead yourself to a sale. Wait a minute. Slow that down. You can almost not tell anybody. Sorry, let me say it differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could almost not make a declarative statement. Yes. And if you, because if you ask good enough questions, you can lead somebody down the path got to it. sale without even needing to make a declarative statement. I got you. I got you. You get them to speak it, right? Yeah. So you're never, especially someone you just meet, you don't want to be telling them what to do. No, that is the worst way to go about things. <laughs> the only time that you want to tell somebody something that you want to make a declarative statement is one, if they ask you, two, if you have to ask permission. Good advice. Good advice. I love it. That's that's a pearl right there. Everybody write that down. If you only make declarative statements, if you want, you have to be or two, if they ask permission. So uh, what I want to do with you, Dale, is use uh, some of these now soon next step techniques right now in um, doing some random lead calls, right? Uh, do some objection handling techniques, some, some scripts, that sort of thing. Now, you know, I guess we have to presuppose that either we're typing this into a chat box or typing this in an email and or doing it on the phone. So we'll just do it on the phone. But everybody listening, you know, certainly all of this can be translated into into type or text or whatever. And you could you would use the same exact words, right, Dale? No, actually, I would not. If you're going to be writing in an email or you're going to be texting, it must be much shorter do not objection handle over text or email is the is what you the key thing right why and because you're going to have 20% of the likelihood that you're actually going to convert it's too easy for that for it to go silent too easy yeah. for him to say screw this guy yes you, so what, what do you want, do so the whole thing is to try to get him on the phone got to get him on the phone you've got to get them on the phone okay then well that that was good advice then right absolutely what if you can Never try to close somebody over text or email and never try to objection handle over text. Okay, so what's the script then that you use in text to get them on the phone? So typically, if they are coming into you and they're asking for some sort of information or they have a question, that's typically how somebody is going to text interact with you. Let's take that first example. If they're asking for information, you don't answer the question directly, but you say something like, great question love to explain it to you. Can I call you? Right? Text that. Write that down, guys. Great question. Love to explain it to you. Can I call you? Boom. Yes. Yes. 
And then you're going to text that, wait maybe 10 seconds, dial them because they read that text, right? Now, they may not tell you whether that you can call them or not, but call them anyway. Okay, that's, that's cool too. Don't wait for the answer. Yeah, you don't have to wait for the answer. Just give them a few seconds. To because they're not going to, you know, right? One in 50 will say, oh, sure. You know, um, exactly. so just call them anyways. I think that's got to be the training, right? Yeah, call them anyway. Call them anyway. So, okay, so let's say they call you or you call them anyways, and I pick up the phone, right? Let's just role play this, right? Let's, let's just, uh, let me just be a buyer, okay? Okay, sounds good. Hey, this is our uh, ring ring. Hey, hello. Hello, this is Dale with Keller Williams. You just, we just texted about that property over in whatever street. Love to answer your questions about it. What, what can I answer for you? You know, it looked kind of cool. I, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of contemporary houses, and, and it just looked really, really cool looking, you know? Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's a great house. So are you in the market to purchase a home? Mm, I want to. You know, I got four kids. Everything's running kind of crazy. Um, you know, eventually, we need to move. Eventually, you need to move. Correct. Got it. And when do you think that will be? I think that ideally I would like to wait until the market gets better. I think that, you know, my house now, there's a lot of development going on in the surrounding areas. And uh, I really think the prices are going to soar. There's, an, there's, a, there's a chance the school districts may change. And I'm going to kind of wait, you know, essentially for the markets to get better on both of those fronts, and my house will be worth a lot more. Oh, okay. So there's a lot of development in your area. You think the school uh, area is going to improve, and so you want to wait to see if you can sell your home for a lot more. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. So what's the benefit to doing that? What's the benefit to waiting and selling it for more? money? Money, money, money. You know, I mean, if I could get a hundred grand more out of this crib here, I can, you know, like I can buy that much more new houses, probably like a house that, that, that we're talking about here. Really cool uh, contemporary. Wow, that's great. Yeah, hundred an extra $100,000 is pretty convincing. Got it. So is the money the only reason that you're selling? Is Are you only wanting to make the move in, or if you can purchase something that's $100,000 more than what you have now? You mean if I could sell for more? What, what yeah. do you mean? Is the only reason that you want to sell and move, is it only if you can sell it for an extra $100,000? Um, it's not that specific, um, but, but yeah, I mean, my wife and I have talked about it, and we want to move. It's just that, you know, we think the timing, we may, might be making an economic mistake based on current market conditions, if that makes sense. It just, we, we think that if we wait a year, maybe even two years, that it, it'll just be a smarter business decision. Got it. Okay. So you think it'll be smarter to wait because you think in either a year or two years, you may be able to get up to 100000 more for your house. Exactly. Got it. Okay. So tell me, why were you interested in moving in the first place? We need more bedrooms. I got two boys, two girls. They both share rooms. Sounds Sorry. like it's kind of tight. Oh, my God. Bedtime is just nuts in this house. I know. I have two kids. I know bedtime can be, you know, crazy. So let me ask you this. Which is more important, getting, you know, more space for your family now, and you know, while your kids are still at home and you're young and, and the quality of life that will give you, or waiting a year or two to gamble on whether or not you'll get an extra hundred thousand. Well, the quality of life, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's the ultimate, if I didn't have kids we wouldn't, yeah, we, I wouldn't have called you. I wouldn't have, you know, been looking at this house. Certainly. Got it. And if we asked your wife, do you think she would say the quality of life was more important or the hundred thousand? Yeah, the, she doesn't, she, she'd move tomorrow. She'd move tomorrow. Got it. Okay. So you're just not exactly sure about the timing. Yeah, you know that's my gig, right? I'm 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 supposed to make financial decisions. That's the deal my wife and I have. So she's putting her faith in me to to do the right thing financially. Uh, if it if it weren't for that, you know, like I said, she she'd want to move tomorrow. She's she's ready. I mean, she her head's about to pop off on time to take <laughs> baths and you know go to bed and all that. You know, that sounds great. Well, you know what? It sounds like you really want to make a great financial decision. And you really want to operate from a place of 
really knowing what you're going to be doing and, and making a sound judgment. Is that right? Absolutely. Got it. You know what? I'm thinking that maybe the best way for you to do that would be, let me ask you, have you met with any real estate agents yet? No. No. Okay. So do you think it would make the most sense if you met with an area expert who sells, you know, tons of houses, most of the houses in the area to help you get the questions answered and put some of this information together so that you can make the best decision for your family? Yeah, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Wonderful. You know, I'm available on Wednesday or say Friday at either three or five in the afternoon for us to get together and talk for maybe 10 or 15 minutes and get some of those questions answered for you. Which of those works better for you? You know, I'll be home Friday. I mean, I'm, I'm, I kick off around four. So, you know, I'll be home from all Friday night. Great. Okay. So we could probably end now. So what did I do? Mm-hmm. Did I ever yeah, make I need you to wrong? break that down. Exactly. What did you do? Yeah. Did I ever make you wrong? No, you never made me wrong. Did I tell you that that was ridiculous for you to wait and that the market's not going to do what you Bosses, think it is? You're an idiot, right? What no, you did. No, you made way? me feel pretty good. Yeah. You liked it all the way through, right? You and yeah. I, I was on the same side of the table with you basically the entire call, right? Yeah. Almost yeah. Like you never you said, oh, you know, um, the market's peaking, interest rates are going up. You, you never said any of those things that most agents defer to just instinctually. Want to save over 87% on all 12 of our five-star rated real estate sales training courses at Rebus University? This is an opportunity that doesn't come around often, but for a limited time only, you can get instant access to all 12 of our courses all at once. Yeah, all 12 of the courses valued at over $10,000 for only $197 a month when you take action right now. Plus, I'm going to throw in a 12-month membership to Big Profit Agents, a $564 value, absolutely free. Not only will you save $1,200 a year, $100 a month, off our already heavily discounted all-access pass, but you'll lock in this price for life. And remember, you can cancel any time, and there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. Listing agent, buyer agent, leads bundle, Facebook ads, team agent, real estate mogul, and so much more. Access every single five-star course that I just mentioned instantly with your first payment of $197. Visit rebusuniversity.com. Under the Courses tab, choose All Access, and then use the coupon code HYBEN and save $100 a month for life. You can also text HYBEN to 345-345. That's HYBEN to 345-345, and I'll send you over the URL for your smartphone. Act now because there are a limited number of these coupons available. rebusuniversity.com. Choose all access and use the coupon code HYBEN or text the word HYBEN to 345-345. Yeah, there's a couple of basic tenets that we teach, which is understand that other person to a very deep level right? Which I did. I understood how you're making these decisions. And at some point, I also made you do a pick a path, right? Because what you had done is you had combined waiting with getting more money and quality of life. They were tied together, right? Which is hard to deal with because how can I tell you, oh no, you're going to have a better quality of life in a different way. But instead, what I did is I could see the way that you had constructed the world, which was Weight, more money, better quality of life. And I said, hmm, how about I separate those? And I say, Pat, which one of these are you most interested in? Quality of life now or money later? And I even threw in the word gamble, right? Mm, Yeah, I like that. Gambling on the money later, right? Somebody who wants to make really sound financial decisions for his family, which we sussed out and then used as your core motivator, does not like to gamble, right? That's right. That's right. And, and you know, the reality of it is, Dale, is, is 
everybody, not everybody, a lot of people like to think that they are economic ballers, right? That they are making smart financial decisions and that is driving their behavior. But you and I both know that 99% of all house sales are, are done on an emotional level. Absolutely. It's sort of like how everybody wants to be a real estate investor, right? But uh, we were talking about this before we started recording, but very few are actually able to pull the trigger. It's the same thing. Everybody wants to sell high and buy, buy low, but at the end of the day, they buy on emotion. You know, if the wife, if, 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 if they have a bad night, you know, putting the kids down and the next day there happens to be an open house and it's like perfect four bedrooms, two are painted blue, two are painted pink, man, all that goes out the window. <laughs> yeah. And did you notice in our role play, I asked about the wife before I ever tried to close you? Yes. Yeah. I asked, what would she prefer? Got to bring her in. Absolutely. You, you, oh. you know, cause you knew, right? You knew that uh, it was BS, right? You knew my economic you know, reasons were BS, right? Because they're, they're never going to be able to time the market. And like you said, who knows if it'll happen. And, and of course, houses that they go to buy, which you're probably going to mention when you sit down with me, are going to be $100,000 more too, because it's not like they're going to go into a crappy school district. They're going to go into the yeah. same school district or a better school district, you know? So it's those houses at price range are going to go up parallel with their own house it's all relative i mean unless you're moving from san diego to punxsutawney right mm -hmm. uh it's all going to be relative if you're moving around in the same neighborhoods in the same general market the all the boat all the boats rise together it's not logical yeah all right cool so let's do another one let's just do it go ahead okay uh ring ring you want to be a seller yeah um sure ring ring hello oh i guess you were a seller Hello, this is Dale Archdeacon with yeah, was, yeah. seller and a buyer, but but I called because of a buyer. Let's 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 do um let's do uh, I want to uh, you know I want to sell it myself, and when I sell it myself, I'm going to buy another house through the MLS. And if if you stay in touch with me, then I'll use you. Got it. Okay. Now, do I know that you're a Fizbo before I call you? No, no. I'm again. I'm a buyer that filled out a form online. Got it. Okay. Ring ring. Hello. Hello, this is Dale Archdeacon with XYZ Realty. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Dale? Doing great. You just registered on our website to take a look at some homes. Just wanted to reach out to you, see if you're looking to buy in the near future or if you're just window shopping at this point. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm hot to try, dude. I'm, I'm buying, uh, but I need to sell my house first. Getting ready to put up a for sale sign uh, this Saturday, actually. Having an open house. Come on by, Dale. Great. So you're going to be selling your home and you're, you said you're putting up a sign. Are you listed with a realtor or are you selling? No, 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 no. Can't afford you guys, man. I, I, <laughs> I just, just got back from Home Depot, got a big old sign, cost me uh, eight bucks. Nice. Wow. That's a lot cheaper than a real estate agent. <laughs> and how. <laughs> Great. So you're going to sell it yourself. Have you ever sold a home before by yourself? No, no, I haven't. Got it. Okay. And so you're putting a sign out, out front. What else are you doing to sell it? Well, having an open house, and I put it in Zillow, and I put it in uh, Fizbo.com, and wow. I put it, uh, you know, just kind of getting the, the word out there on a bunch of these sites that are free where I could, you know, put pictures of it and everything. That's great. You know, you sound a lot more sophisticated than most people who try to sell their house themselves. It sounds really? like you've done a lot of work on this. Thanks. Yeah. Not, yeah. Well, you know, just did some research, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. So what's the benefit to selling it on your own? Saving the money, saving the commission. Saving the commission. Okay. Anything, any other reason that you'd want to sell it on your own other than? Nah, money on nah, I mean, that's, I mean, just, that's it, man. I need every penny I can get, Dale. Yeah. Listen, I, I understand. And do you need every penny you can get in order to buy the next house or for some other reason? Yeah. Yeah, to get the next house. Yeah. To get the next house. Got it. Okay. And uh, so you said there's no other reason that you'd sell it yourself. It's really just for the money. Is it, tell me this, is it more important to save, say, seven or $8,000 on commission or to make another ten to $30,000 on the sale, depending on the price? Yeah, well, the, you know, the latter, obviously, you know, I mean, it's all about what I make. Got it. You know, it's not about what I save. It's about what I make. So, yeah. 
Okay, so making the most on the sale is Yeah, absolutely. Doing. Making the most, yeah. The more I make here, the more I can spend. And hey, if you're lucky, you'll, you know, I'll use you to buy something. But, you know, providing you find me something. Got it. Okay, wonderful. Now, have you ever worked with a real estate agent before? Yeah, yeah, a couple times. Okay, and they, they've sold homes for you? Mm-hmm. Yep. So both both of my homes, my homes, Dale, are masterpieces. I mean, they sell both of my homes sold lickety split, like literally first weekend, both times, and uh, no reason it shouldn't happen again. I mean, my I am anal retentive on everything, and and when when people look at my house, they buy. So, um, so and and both times. The real estate agent uh, got tens of thousands of dollars and uh, basically did uh, nothing. So, oh, um, so I said, next time I sell a house, I'm pocketing that. You know, of course that makes sense. So your agents really never presented a net benefit to you. Yeah, they put in MLS, put on a lockbox, sold got itself, it. dude. Because just because of the way we keep house. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Good for you. You know what I. If my if I had used agents and they really didn't raise the price for me, they didn't get me any more money. I, I certainly wouldn't use them myself. Let me ask you this: Is it if if an agent could get you more money than you think you can get yourself, would you consider using them, or are you still committed to just doing it yourself in spite of that? No, bring it on. Put your money where your mouth is. You know, I'm, if, if you can get me more money for this house, I, I'm I'm happy to split the profits with you. That sounds fantastic. Guess what? We won't even split the profits from you with you. We only take a small percentage, but here's what I'd like to do. And that's if you decide that we can do a better job than you. So why don't I come by on either Wednesday or Thursday at whatever time, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the full dog and pony show, and you get to decide whether you think we'll put an extra twenty or 30000 in your pocket. How's that sound? Okay. That's cool. Great. Okay. So we're going to come by and have a conversation. Okay, I liked it. Tell me what you did there. Okay, so what we did is I discovered, so you said you were going to sell yourself. I made you right, made you feel smart because you think you're smart, because you think you're smarter than the average bear, right? I went in to understand what your experience was. Has this guy ever done it before? Has he used a real estate agent before, right? Got to get all that information out on the table. And then we figured out what's most important to this guy, right? Does he want to tile his own bathroom just because he wants to say he tiled his own bathroom or because he thinks he can do a better job at it? Right, right. Do a better job at it, right? Then we did a, another pick a path with you, right? Which was, okay, what's more important? Saving the eight grand on commission or putting an extra twenty or 30000 in your pocket, right? What did I do there? We made the commission small. We made the upside big. Who the hell is going to say that they don't want the big upside? Nobody's going to say that. Right? No, no, you're right. I mean, if you, you right, I mean, you ask them a question that obviously they had to answer a certain way. Yeah, and listen, you could have said no. You could have been the guy who just wants the pride of tiling his own damn bathroom, regardless. Yeah, of how much or, or or maybe misunderstood the question. I mean, if the sense if I said no, I misunderstood the question, or I was just an emotional uh, character, right? Like I hate agents, like you know, oh, yeah. you're you're sell- You know, I uh, here's the thing: I could have said no if I didn't trust you. I didn't believe that that you were really going to find a way to get me 20 more grand and you were just going to try to do a bait and switch on me. Right. Absolutely. And once you got your foot in the door, you're going to be like, now sign with me, even though <laughs> I can't get you any more money. Pat, that's a great point that you point out there. If you're asking people these questions and this will happen, they will still sometimes reject you. It's either because you didn't actually get down to their core motivators or they just don't believe you. That's absolutely true. Yeah. And if that happens, you can call it out. And I think that probably happens with FISBO. They got thicker skin than most, right? You know what I mean? They're not afraid. And, and so they're not afraid to say, I'm not falling for it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, I did already in the call tell you how smart you were and that you were more <laughs> educated than the average home seller, right? You did. <laughs> so you are far less likely to not trust me because you and I already agree about how smart you are. <laughs> right, you're checking off your box. Uh, things we agree on. He's very yeah, exactly. smart. <laughs> you and I already agree about how smart you are, right? how clever you are, how educated you are. 
As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. Let's do I have an agent because I think that, you know, this is a defense mechanism that a lot of buyers use that may or may not have an agent. They have an agent in their mind, but they're not committed to the agent. They don't have a buyer broker agreement with that agent. They don't have, you know, an agent may have sold the house five years ago and they like that agent, yeah. but they don't really have an agent. You know what I mean? Or, or there's potential there. So, so maybe you can help with explaining how you know when it's okay to cross the line, when you shouldn't kind of go down this route, and, or should you always? I mean, let, 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 let's role play and then we can chat. We will, definitely. And I just want to prepare everybody who's listening to this. I hope you're getting the pattern now. What we do is we – I don't I, – did I, have I – have I told you anything? Have I you have made, not made any declarations. Have not made any declarative statements, right? Decla sorry, declarative statements. Write that down, guys. <laughs> and it's, it's just a process of understanding this person's perspective in the world. How do they see the world? How have they put it together? Why does it make the most sense, right? And this is a key thing. Understand their world the way they understand it. And if you can ask enough questions to get to that point, that's when you make the turn in order to close them and say, if you want X, Y, Z, then let's get together, right? Because I can show you how to get it. That's pretty, that's, it's a really simple formula. I love, I love it. I think I'm going to change my affirmations uh, tomorrow that say, I ask more questions than give declarative statements or, or, or I question in a question instead of making declarative statements. It's a problem with me. I think I, I, I just go around making declarative statements. <laughs> it gets me in a lot of trouble. So look at it like a physician, right? If you walk into the physician's office and you're complaining about multiple symptoms, are they just going to immediately say, Hmm, you know what? I've seen this before. Go take that medication. No, they're going to ask you a lot of questions, right? They're going to really under, because listen, yeah, it's malpractice if they do, right? Yeah, if they uh, screw that people up. People get sued all the time, right? Because yeah. they didn't ask enough questions and they didn't, you know, and then they just prescribed something and, you know, killed them or, you know. Whatever. Exactly. I want you to look at your prescription. When you say meet with me, list with me, buy through me, rent from me, that's your prescription, right? Damn. Before you give out that prescription, you better damn well understand that person. You know, a good way to do a prescription should be done face-to-face, -face, right? Phone, uh, you know, should be all questions. That's the uh, best way to e emails, go. Emails, text should be all getting to the phone. Just yeah. that simple. And even do it this way, right? So if you're on the phone and you haven't met with them yet, you're, when you give a prescription, you're either going to prescribe a face-to-face -face meeting or you're going to prescribe a, uh, you know, video meeting or going out and looking at houses. That's a prescription you're going to make, but you can't do that until you really understand them. Yeah, I love it. All right. So I assume that because you registered on our website that you're not already working with an agent, correct? We have an agent. Oh, you have an agent. Got it. And have you signed anything with the agent? No, 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 no. Um, no, we have, we have not. We, we, she sold us the house here, uh, you know, about five years back. But we, no, we haven't. She doesn't even know we're looking. Oh, she doesn't know you're looking. Okay, got it. But but she sold you the home that you're in now, and you think that you'd like to use her again. Exactly. Okay. And have you decided to use her, or are you open to seeing how other op agents operate? 
you know, I mean, I'm open-minded. I, I thought all you guys are pretty much the same, just kind of like lockbox key openers. <laughs> you know that we do have that public perception. <laughs> so tell me what's important to you and the agent that you work with. A, finding our dream house. Okay. B, you know, legal knowledge and knowledge of the process and contract and uh, C, communication, right? You know, it's keeping us posted play by play. Got it. Okay. So communication, finding you the right home, and really understanding the legal ramifications of everything. Indeed. Got it. And will you be using that same agent to sell your house now or just to purchase the next house? Yeah, sell the house too. Okay, so they're going to sell and help you purchase. Yeah. Got it. And have you ever talked to any other agents other than the one who sold you the home you're in now? You mean like in real life, like passing? I mean, I've, I've met a, a couple at parties and, and actually our, our neighbor across the street is an agent. I, I don't know how much business he does. You know, he, he, his car is always in the front, front of the house. But yeah, I mean, I've talked to agents, but I haven't discussed nitty gritty of, of selling and buying, uh, you know, recently with an agent. Let's put it that way. Got it. Okay. And let me be clear about the question. Have you ever interviewed a top agent, top team that sells a lot of homes to discover exactly what they can offer you? No. No. Do you think it would be a good idea to do that before you decide and commit to which to the agent that you're going to use? Yes. Yes. Okay, wonderful. Well, we would love to interview for the job as well and show you how we've sold the last 250 homes in this area. So I'm available on X day, X day at this time. How does that sound for you? All right, let's, let's give it a shot. So, so that was really good. Now tell, tell me what you did there. So again, we just discover what is this guy's experience? How is he making decisions? The very first couple of questions that I asked you were very specific about whether you are committed to that agent or not, correct? And yeah, one of the right, yeah, I mean, yeah, questions, yeah, you, 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 you found out everything there was to find out, and you took your time about it. Yes, one of the key questions we ask because for some of us in certain states and areas, we cannot continue a conversation with a consumer if they've signed paperwork, right? Well, let's talk about that. Like, is that true? So I mean, like if, if the house is listed, yes, right? If the house is listed or if they've signed a buyer-broker relationship agreement. I guess so, yeah, with the buyer-broker agreement, right. It, so, it so correct. All right. So, yeah, you're right. Yep. Yeah, so in some markets, it's the Wild West. You can just keep – you can talk to people until you're blue in the face. Very few, yeah. I think, you know, yeah. I mean, very, if any. I don't, I don't know if any, especially with the listing. You know, yeah. that's a disaster. So, okay, cool. Well, yeah, absolutely. So, you want to avoid, you know, getting sued. Uh, or complaining, right? You don't want to get a reputation. We all know that. So, and once I know that you haven't signed anything, the questions were about, have you decided that that's going to be your agent? Because I have yeah. to see what the actual objection is first, right? Because if you said, yep, this is, this is the person we're using, we would have gone down a slightly different path, which would have sounded something like, got it. So what's the benefit to using that specific agent, right? That would have been a question I would have asked you. But instead, you went down the path of, I'm open-minded. Okay, great. Well, the objection is not that I'm definitely going to be using that agent. And the objection actually is more like, I just don't know yet, right? Yeah. I don't yeah, know. No, I, don't. No, I like that. And I liked how you said, you know, have you, have you ever interviewed a top, top agent, right? You know, because chance, there's a not, and you did not make a declarative statement that, like, like who is your agent and, uh, oh, I've never heard of that agent or how many houses did they sell? You didn't get right. into any of that. You just went with the assumption that they weren't a top, top agent, which 95% of the, the agents out there are, you know, new to, new to 20 houses a year, let's say, zero to 20 houses a year. So, so that obviously that works if you're an ISA or, or, or you're with a team. What do you, how do you do this? if you are a zero to 20 uh, houses per year agent and you're not a top, top team. So here's, I would phrase it just slightly differently. It's going to still going to be a question. Okay. So now they've only talked to that agent. They worked with that agent. They're not committed to that agent necessarily. So I would ask, okay, let me be clear then. Have you ever 
really sat down to interview agents to find out the key differences in their marketing strategies to see which of them could put the most money in your pocket. I didn't say anything. No, no, we haven't. Yeah. So what did I do there? I just, it starts with a question. It says, have you ever interviewed other agents to see what, what do you want? Right. You want to, you want choice. You want to make a good choice. And I'm making the assumption that you want the most money for your home, which most people do. Right. Yep. That's an assumption that I made. So I just asked, have you ever gone through that process? which causes you to question simply choosing that one agent you worked with before. That's all I did. Causes you to question your process of just sticking with that one agent. Is that correct, Pat? Yeah. Yeah. But right. It causes you to question, right. And gets you kind of, you know, squeaks the door open a little bit and absolutely. I, I mean, I love it. It makes a lot of sense. So, because and, if you and, decide and cool. it's important, to do that work, if you decide that it's a smart decision to interview other agents, I don't have to tell you that it's smart to do that. Yeah. You decided it, and you'll almost ask me for an appointment. You guys, you guys will notice that Dale's very calm and very methodical about his questions. It's, it's almost like a, a shrink, right? I mean, I mean, you're, if you've ever been to a shrink, you know, they're very purposeful in their questions, and, and then they shut their mouth and, and have you answer the questions. And they won't make declarative statements, right? <laughs> you know, they'll, well, how does that make you feel? Why did that, you know, why do you think you felt that way? What, what is that bringing up for you? You know, <laughs> I mean, and so you're shrink-like in that. And I, I think that everybody needs to calm down and be on the question-based end, right? I mean, that's essentially yeah. what you're doing, yeah. Yeah, so here's another tip. Here's what we see with agents and ISAs and anybody who's trying to convert, trying to do sales, right? Is you screw up when you are totally um, attached to the outcome of the conversation instead of being committed to really understanding who you're talking to, what drives them, and the best way they could get it either now, sooner, or with a logical next step with you. I love that. Say it again. You screw up. You screw up when you are attached to the outcome of your conversation instead mm. of being committed to understanding this person you're talking to to a deep level, what drives them, what their wants and needs are, and how you can help them come up with a better solution to either get it now, sooner, or have a logical ne next step with you. Now, sooner, logical next up. Man, tons of value bombs here. Tons. I, I really appreciate you taking the time, Dale, to come on and be so candid and just, and just the but guys, you should listen to this one like four times. If you're taking buyer leads in any way, shape, or form, I mean, there's so many value bombs that we've gone over here. I want to talk a little bit, Dale, about Conversion University. Uh, why don't you tell me about it? Yeah, so with our coaching and training company, Smart Inside Sales, what we, what we realized was that there's a, a need in the market for agents and ISAs, especially ones that are on teams when they get hired onto new teams. There's a real need for really good training because I would say, you know, we have a really high failure rate in the real estate business, right, of people trying to get into the business and not making it. One of the key reasons that they fail that we see is a lack of really solid training from the beginning, right? Those of us who did make it, oftentimes we just, we just got lucky, right? Because we grind, ground it out and figured it out, but we didn't have high level training for us. So we packaged up all, these, all this knowledge and experience that we have over 20 years of lead conversion and put it into Conversion University. So it's designed to take somebody who's brand new in the business, who's, let's say they're on a team or they're receiving leads, and take them from not knowing anything all the way to what are leads, how do we receive them, how do you talk to these people, and even up to these really master techniques that we're talking about today, which is deep question-based selling and objection handling in, in a completely different way from your old school snappy comebacks to you know quick questions or whatever it is, right? The Mad Magazine stuff. Right? <laughs> 
where you're making people wrong or making them feel stupid. So it's, it's set so that basically somebody brand new can go through this training and be setting appointments in the first week on the job. Now, what we discovered was that even for agents who are out there doing their own thing, either solo agents, anybody who's talking to consumers, you may not need the what are leads or where do they come from, but the key principles of how to have conversations and how to objection handle and how to close are invaluable. And people who go through this training can get themselves down to, say, 20 to 15 contacts per appointment, which for any of you out there, you know, converting leads that aren't just come list me's or lay downs or referrals, you know that being able to talk to 15 to 20 people and set an appointment is huge. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. And so, so what I'm going to do guys, I'm going to, I'm going to put, first of all, I'm going to put all Dale's contact information. If you want to reach out to him, thank and thank him for sharing or touch base with him. I'm going to put a link to his uh, conversion university and uh, we got a special discount there for teams and people with multiple uh, agents uh, who want to take it. And, of course, anybody could take it uh, singularly as well. I'm, we'll put all the information in the show notes. Uh, it's going to be on hybendigital.com backslash conversion. That's hybendigital.com backslash conversion. Everything will be there. Um, Dale, now, as you know, everybody that comes on the show brings a free gift. Right, and this gift is thrown into a massive pot of free gifts. Right, we've got uh, definitely over 100 free gifts from all our guests. I, I believe you might even thrown a free gift in uh, last time you came. But uh, what is the free gift that you brought today for the rock star nation? They can download our entire script book if they would like to check that out. It's available to you. All the questions, all the high level, how do you do it? And everything is in that script manual that they can download. And Pat, you can share that link with them. That's awesome. So I'm going to, there's a massive script book. First of all, I'm going to put on hybendigital.com backslash conversion. And I will put it in the agent success toolbox. If you don't have the agent success toolbox, get the script book and all the other free gifts that people have brought with them to this show. Simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or text the word toolbox to 444-999. Dale, this has been brilliant, my friend. Always good catching up with you and uh, thank you for your contribution to the real estate community. Thank you, Pat. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers, and I'm on there probably twice a day, so definitely follow me on Instagram, as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening, and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.